0: As a skin health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if we want to age well, we had better keep up with our NAD levels. NAD is actually something I personally take every single day to give my cells the energy that they need to operate. And our skin also has cells in them too. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects our cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about slowing aging, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's vegan, non-GMO, with three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life. So you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body now for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over age 30, Help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance for an additional 15% off. That's Qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside and out. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode on the Rachel Barca podcast. I am beyond thrilled, happy and excited and grateful to have you joining me here today because you are in for a treat. What we talk about here are strategies, tutorials, tactics, and tips to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin, nails of your life and slow cellular aging. When we are living in a specific type of frequency that allows for a more high vibe, beautiful and radiant state, your interactions with yourself and other people, places and things will also be much better and your life will be flowing with a greater sense of ease. You know that saying that good things happen to beautiful people? Well. Some of that might actually be true. I hate to say it, and it's not about being superficial, but it's about having an energy. And this is radiance. This is what I'm here to study and report back. Now, what makes people radiant? Sure, having clear skin and healthy looking skin, hair and nails helps, but it is actually truly more of a vibration and a frequency and an energetic state in my honest opinion and the reason I am framing it this way is because the clients that I've worked with that are between the ages of 60 to 90 that are radiant that have cultivated their various body mind spirit energy practices and have things like loss of collagen fine lines wrinkles sunspots, age spots they have all that but they feel good on the inside and they kind of just want the outsides to match the inside there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with wanting to learn basic skincare tips and tactics and understand maybe different rejuvenation procedures that could maybe undo some of the signs of your glory days in the sun of the years. Don't live in a box, get your vitamin D. But when sometimes the signs of aging cap catch up to us, there are some things that we could do. And that is also what I'm here to guide you on just to reiterate it's not only about using skincare it's not only about dermal rolling and using good products and hair skin nail supplements and clean hair care and good makeup and grooming yourself but it's also and the rejuvenation procedures at home and in clinic but it's also about purifying yourself it's about having body mind spirit energy practices but also paying attention to the purity of yourself in all of those asp those four aspects, the quad facta of radiance, as I like to call it, but also to care for the body and to have a clear mind and to be able to connect on various different levels, if that's what's in your path and have the energy you need to do what you need to do. You really do need to purify your environment in order to support your expression of your genes, which is epigenetics. How can we optimize our surroundings in order to optimize our bodies and our expression of our genes? Epigenetics, as I mentioned. First of all, start off with purifying your air. Use air purifiers. Purify your water. Use water purifiers. Brita don't count. Brita does not count. (laughs) Your lighting. Get rid of toxic LED lights. Or pick up the Viva Rays Circadian Rhythm Balancing Glasses on my favorites page at rachelvarga.ca. Start to wear some EMF protective clothing. Yes, you probably will feel like you're ready to roll onto the set of Star Trek. But trust me on this. When I sleep with my EMF protective gear, blankets, and clothing, my sleep is noticeably different than when I do not. And yes, I do actually test this on myself. And yes, I do actually use my EMF Fields Acousticom two to actually test different pieces of EMF clothing to see actually how well they work. And my top recommendations are on my favorites page. The other thing here is purifying yourself via detoxification and systemic cleansing, not just cleansing the skin, but actually cleansing your body of overgrowths of yeast, fungi, toxins, organisms, and parasites. Very, very, very important. If you have any questions about how to organize your skincare, do your dermal rolling, do the at-home, do the in-clinic stuff, and how to purify yourself, hang out with me in a one-on-one call. I'd love to meet you. Links are in the description of this episode. Okay, so now that we've laid the groundwork, maybe there are some things that you are wanting to address, like fine lines, wrinkles, sunspots, promoting more collagen, achieving and receiving more glassy skin. There's nothing wrong with that, but do the basics and the foundational work first to keep your inflammation down so that you can better receive outcomes from different in-clinic procedures you may be wanting to investigate in or invest in. Now, that's where I also come in to help you navigate which ones are actually going to be worth the time and the money and even help you find clinics near you that have the tech that I like. Now, one of the reasons why I am inspired to do this episode is because I have actually been perusing the celebrity space. And I recently saw a video pop up of Zac Efron, who I have always regarded as being an incredibly handsome gentleman and I do recall when he was on the set of Baywatch that his cheeks looked really full, his nasolabial folds, those contours of his face looked a little bit off. When I watched that movie I was actually very distracted with how different his face looked and I think what happened and he has admitted to this that How he looked for that video, that movie was absolutely everything. And he didn't like having, you know, having to pay attention to a little bit of excess water underneath his skin so that, you know, he would have an eight pack instead of a six pack. And I think he had a lot of pressure for that video. And unfortunately, I think a lot of celebrities have a pressure to age ridiculously well. And I think what happens is to the rest of us... There are these unideal or unrealistic ideals that are kind of placed on us to not age at all. And it's like, okay, we see all these celebs, we see all these photos, videos, interviews of them and movies, and they're just like perfect looking. And that kind of then sets the bar for what the general population is wanting to strive to. Now, there are some things that can go wrong, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. So I started to notice that Zach Afron was definitely looking like he was having some work done. And just because you're loaded doesn't mean that you're going to get access to the best of the best, or that you are going to be in a physical state where you can actually receive the benefits and have optimal outcomes and reduced rates of adverse events and side effects. So I did a little bit of a deep dive on Zach Afron for the gents. And then I also did a little bit of a deep dive on Gwen Stefani for the ladies. And I recently saw her on an interview. She was launching a makeup line and she looked unrecognizable because her eyes were so incredibly puffy. And then the interweb blew up. Like what the heck happened to Gwen Stefani's face? And the reason I'm doing this episode is to not cast a shadow on these individuals or even on rejuvenation in general, but to help you become more aware of maybe what happened in their cases that made them look very odd so that maybe you can avoid this as well. So when we are thinking about Zach Efron looking like he's just had way too much filler and also his face doesn't really move too much. So, There's injectables happening. He did admit to having needed jaw reconstruction. It's pretty obvious there's been some um, mandibular chin implants as well and fillers and neurotoxins. But I mean, he doesn't admit to it. He just admits to the jaw surgery and that's fine. It's nobody's right to know what you've done or not done. But the kicker is when celebs lie about what they're doing And then it makes the rest of the world feel like, oh, okay, they're just aging like that. But at the same time, nobody really believes them (laughs) when they just look so incredibly different. I mean, who do they think they're actually fooling? But rejuvenation is a very personal decision and should be addressed with discretion. This is not something that you should be shouting from the mountaintops. Uh, Sure, you can share with your friends, your family, your girlfriends if you want gent friends if you want. But for the most part, this is probably something you want to keep to yourself. And there are some reasons for that. You don't want to be bragging about how much money you have that you can afford this that the other thing. It's not really anybody else's business, but maybe you want to talk to people about things and get some insights And maybe learn about ways to enhance your pre and post uh, preparation or recovery. I mean, those are all very valid reasons. Or to even inquire about practitioners that, you know, people that have had a good experience with. I mean, that's fine. All, All well. And then when we look at someone like Gwen Stefani, who also has denied having done any type of plastic surgery. It is so obvious that she has had rhinoplasty, blepharoplasty, probably two facelifts and absolutely no questions about neurotoxins and dermal fillers and laser skin resurfacing. It's very obvious. I mean, you're not fooling anybody by saying you're not getting any plastic surgery. She looks like she isn't aging at all. However, What happened is in this interview, I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel Live or something, and she is promoting her new makeup line. She's sitting in the chair. I'm watching the video of her and her poor eyes look like she's been stung by bees. Her whole face is inflamed and puffy. She has her hair down instead of up. Uh, By the way, when you wear your hair up in a ponytail, it is like a little bit of an instant (laughs) facelift. And I love to wear my hair up at events because it does give a little bit of an extra lifted look. We see people like Bella Hadid and all these other models that when they have their hair up, you can notice that they do have a little bit more of like a snatched lateral brow or kind of like a tucked jawline and neck. And this is actually something called facial taping and this is widely used in the makeup world which can be helpful for special events or photo shoots or videos and a lot of people use these pieces of tape to actually retract sections of the skin to give what's called like a lifted or a snatched look. Now, in Gwen Stefani's face, her eyes were so incredibly puffy. And I knew exactly what was going on when I saw this clip of her. This is actually the reason why I wrote my very first academic research article. Because I'd seen this many, many, many times when individuals had gone to a practitioner and they had something called dermal filler, which is hyaluronic acid, gel-based product with BDDE particles in it. So it's like a sugar molecule with hyaluronic acid chains to kind of keep it all together. Sometimes dermal fillers can have other added agents as well, or there's even things like biostimulating products on the market as well. I'm not gonna get into brand names here on the show, but if you're curious, I'm happy to answer those questions in a one-on-one session as to which products and rejuvenation options that I am seeing myself receive benefit from, and also my many wonderful clients receive benefit from. But the problem with dermal fillers is sometimes when it's placed near the eyes. So, my paper was on periocular rejuvenation, and the title of it is Achieving Optimal Rejuvenation to the Periocular Area Using Neuromodulators. And I wrote this paper as a bit of a safety piece. That was my intention because I was seeing issues, not from what I had done on clients, but from other practitioners. And then I would see them and they would seek myself out. And they say, what do I do about this? I've had some filler placed in my cheek and my tear trough around the eyes. And then I woke up like I got stung by a bee. This can happen a month later. This can happen seven months later. I've even seen issues with fillers seven to nine to 15 years later. All right. Now there can be a variety of why all of a sudden filler goes wrong or swelling seems to happen overnight. And I'm going to give some insights into a couple contributing factors that can really mess with someone's appearance when they are say going on stage or going to an event. We can think of even Demi Moore. As an example and Gwen Stefani here for a second. So what happened with Gwen Stefani is she was probably flying in to the location to do this interview and sometimes when people have dermal fillers that are extremely hydrophilic. Now some dermal fillers on the market are a little bit more hydrophilic meaning water loving than others. Certain fillers are more hydrophilic and more hydrophobic than others. Certain fillers are more prone to attracting water and creating edema than others. Certain fillers are more prone to creating the Tyndall effect as well than others. Certain fillers are more prone to migration than others. And there's at least five or six very well-known filler brands out there on the market. And they actually all have different nuances Same with neuromodulators, they all have various nuances with the cleanliness of the product, the look and the feel of the uh, product itself as well. It's very fascinating. It's almost like comparing a firm hold hairspray to a soft hold hairspray. Having some movement, looking a little bit more natural versus the, okay, you're stuck in a wind tunnel and you cannot move your face to save your life. (laughs) We've all seen people like that, where, you know, I'll see this on YouTubers that talk about celebrity plastic surgery or, you know, the stuff in general or or, uh, from the skin stuff. And they can't even move their face. So I don't know about you, but I'm not really interested in learning from people that do not understand the ideals of the ideal facial ratios and actually looking beautiful. Not just like this cookie cutter, frozen face, glassy look, set in stone. It's like we can actually hinder beauty by having too much done is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes it's okay to accept some signs of aging so that you don't look like a freak azoid. I'm sorry. I have to say it: the dock lips, the frozen face, the puffy face, blowfish face. I mean, you know what I'm getting at here. It's really sad what can happen when people go over the deep end or they have issues. So in this paper I wrote, it was providing optimal rejuvenation to the periocular area using neuromodulators. You can find this paper at rachelmargo.ca forward slash research. Now I decided to write a paper on this very topic so that I could actually speak to it. Because one of the things, when you're doing a lot of media on certain things, you have to be able to reference research. So this was actually part of my media training. I went to New York for proper media training and that was part of it. If you're talking about something, you have to be able to reference research. Now there wasn't a lot of research available. On the issues that I was seeing with migration of filler with tear trough filling, which got very popular a number of years ago. So you have all these practitioners doing this very popular treatment. And then all of a sudden, all these people are having issues, and they're not going to go back to who did it to them, they're going to find somebody else for a second opinion. And this is what I was noticing. So in this paper, I talk about different alternatives to tear trough fillers that will actually give a more natural look and have better long-term outcomes because I was so sick and tired of seeing all these poor people have these issues and, you know, wake up one day with random swelling or over time they get random lumps and bumps occurring that weren't there before from migration and collection of water and impedance of the lymphatic drainage around the eyes. And one of the things that drives me nuts about the medical aesthetics community, and yes, I know I have to be professional about this and all that, But when you're a cowboy, you're going to experience things that are going to keep you up at night. That's just a fact. So I've always had in my work the seven to eight year rule. So some of my clients are asking about PDO threads and biostimulatory injectables and this, that, the other thing, this, you know, new bright, shiny object syndrome. I always have taken the position. Never go for anything brand new that has not been on the market for the general population for at least seven to eight years. Not only does it have to go through the appropriate research channels, animal studies, and human studies, but then it has to be available on the masses for at least seven to eight years. Because what we see happen is the first generation of a product, the first way it's applied of that product, often has to go through two or three iterations of it in order to kind of get the magic algorithm. And I've just seen this happen so, so many times in the plastic surgery, cosmetic dermatology, medical aesthetics community. It's every time something becomes popularized, hello, social media with celebrities contributing to this, we just seem to have this huge uptick of the general population wanting to then seek out these types of rejuvenation options. And they don't really see what happens behind the scenes when people go and have to get that stuff fixed and are seeking the guidance of specialists. And you don't see all the money that has to get spent to fix that. So long story short, to answer what I think was going on with Gwen Stefani's face and why her eyes were so puffy. Think about for a second, what you would look like if you got stung in the face by a bee. You would get a lot of swelling, your eyes would be really puffy, and you probably even experience some pain and discomfort just from the swelling itself. Now, if I was Gwen Stefani, I would have actually cancelled that TV appearance. And you have to think that she felt extremely self-conscious in that interview. And also the gentleman interviewing her, looking at her like, what the heck is wrong with this woman? There's a couple of things that were going on. She, like I said, probably got off a flight. And when we go to altitude, I've actually uh, heard this from clients with certain types of fillers, where they get to altitude and they land, their fillers actually, when they reach their destination, gets a little bit puffy on them. So as you probably know, when you're flying, your body tends to kind of get a little bit puffy. That's why we have to wear compression garments. Um, Sometimes even taking diuretics when you're traveling, when you're flying, um, can be helpful. It is something I do personally. I don't recommend you mess around with this. I do recommend you also don't take this as medical advice because it isn't. Always connect, connect and check in with your physician, your licensed physician before making any lifestyle modifications, because this is not medical information. This is educational information only, but there are things that you could do to reduce swelling and edema in the body in general after air travel. And this is also something that comes up after dermal fillers to not recommend getting on a plane within about a week or two after having anything done because of the possible issues with adverse events with swelling, migration, and all sorts of things. So I think what happened with Gwen Stefani is she had a lot of swelling after getting off of a plane. I also think that she had a blockage of lymphatics, lymphatic and lymph drainage around her eyes. She has likely had two facelifts and one upper eyelid blepharoplasty and neuromodulators around the eyes. And dermal fillers to the tear troughs, the temples, the cheeks, the bridge of the nose, all over the face. So what's going on there is underneath the skin, there is going to be a blockage of normal lymphatic drainage, okay? So when you have scar tissue, when you have a reduction of the ability of your facial muscles to move because of neuromodulators to lift the eyelids non-surgically to soften lines between the brows, forehead lines, you're not going to have as much muscle motion around the eyes. And she probably had some filler migrate into the lower eyelid area as well. She might have eaten something that actually also contributed to a histamine reaction, or maybe she was under the weather. She was a bit toxic at that time. It's almost like it was a perfect storm for dear Gwen Stefani when she was on stage. I think that there were a number of things happening behind the scenes. So what I'm writing in my research articles is to only pursue rejuvenation procedures when you are feeling well when you are not tired, when you are not feeling sick, when you are not feeling run down, but when you are feeling as good as possible. Because when you get something like dermal filler, what have I noticed with my very last dermal filler treatment? My HRV, my heart rate variability, plummeted. It was fascinating to notice and see in the metrics that My HRV went down with a rejuvenation procedure. So what that tells me is as a very healthy individual, you know, dealing with some chronic things from whiplash and car crashes and focusing on my gut health and regulating my autonomic nervous system, but trying to do my best to keep my toxic load low I definitely noticed a difference with my HRV. So it's just really interesting when you can say have some, and this is just my personal experience, but have some type of rejuvenation procedure done and then have it affect your cardiovascular health. I was not expecting that. So when we think of rejuvenation procedures, we often think, oh, these are like benign aesthetic cosmetic procedures, but they're not. You can have some very serious side effects with dermal fillers, including blindness, vascular occlusion, as per the literature, occurs in about one in 1000 cases. So these rejuvenation options are not without harm. And just because someone like Zac Efron and Gwen Stefani have all the money in the world doesn't mean that they are going to be immune from experiencing adverse events. Some of the other things that I am hearing in the functional medical anesthetic communities is that individuals just over the last few years with everything that's going on in the world has really contributed to overall stress levels and toxic levels and inflammatory levels. Either from the CV, the <laughs> CBV, or just the toxins that we're exposed to ongoing, whether that be 5G or EMF. This is very interesting that we are kind of noticing that people are having more issues than ever. And so that's why I have become such a fan of offering rejuvenation in a way that goes from least invasive to most invasive, so much so that I took the time to write an academic paper on it to spread awareness within the aesthetics community and also in an effort to help shape the aesthetic practitioners of the future to become a little bit more functional in their approach. Now, in this paper, Optimal Rejuvenation Algorithms, published in the Journal of Aesthetic Nursing, which is a UK journal. You can read that. That's an open source paper actually at rachelvarga.ca forward slash research. I recommend you check that out. The link of that is also in this episode here, but read my research papers. Let me know what you think. Upcoming articles are going to be on EMFs in the skin and parasites in the skin. So stay tuned for that because I think that these those are really important pieces. I think more now than ever that we just really take the time to purify our body, mind, spirit, and energy so that either if we choose to pursue rejuvenation procedures or not, we are giving our body, mind, spirit, and energy the best chance possible to thrive and be beautiful and be radiant and be pure and be less toxic. The other thing that I like to encourage that I wrote in my academic paper to really focus on the at-home stuff first. So your basic skincare routine, cleansing the skin morning and night, moisturizing the skin morning and night, sunscreen every single day, even if you're kicking it at home because your blue lights from your devices, LEDs on your laptop, your phone, your overhead pot lights or whatever, studio lighting, is reaching 100 nanometers deeper into the skin than what you experience from the UVA, UVB outside. Not to mention the non-ionizing radiation from your electronics actually also creating inflammatory stress on the skin. So please wear your sunscreen, even if you're at home. You will thank me. However, get that 15, 30 minutes full body exposure of that glorious, unadulterated sunshine. Take that vitamin D, all that stuff. Get your vitamin D levels tested for heaven's sakes. There's like 70 plus academic articles talking about why that's so important but when you set the stage for reducing your inflammation at home you're doing your basic skincare protocol cleanse moisturize sunscreen exfoliate two to five times a week or as needed maybe do some at-home peels or exfoliating and hydrating treatments do your at-home dermal rolling focus on some hair skin nail supplements focus on immune support focus on supporting your adrenals reducing that inflammation And also using just clean personal care products in general and clean grooming products in general. These are all really important pieces to set the stage for you to slow cellular aging and have the best hair skin nails of your life. It's incredible what we can achieve with dermal rolling at home as well. I just had one of my lovely clients, Leslie. Message and say, you know what, Rachel, I bet if more of your clients just did their dermal rolling consistently, they would see those long-term effects. Yes, we want a dermal roll about two to five times a week, but sometimes we fall off the bandwagon and get back on. Just do it when you can remember. And if you need some inspiration, check out my dermal rolling episode here on the show and on YouTube. Book your one-on-one with me. Take one of my skin camps for tutorials and literally just continue to show up here on the show for free tips ongoing on the Rachel Barker podcast. Be sure to subscribe. I would love to have more individuals like you find the show so that we can accelerate the amount of high vibe, radiant, beautiful humans that are here on the planet. It's just going to make this world a better place. The other thing I really want to just spend a little bit of time and focus on is the fact that these celebrities are humans as well, which is why I really don't like doing public celebrity plastic surgery reviews because I kind of think about, well, what if that was me? What if someone was doing a video on me? What if I was them? What if I was Gwen Stefani for a second? And she saw a video of me putting out all this, 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 I'm sure she wouldn't be very happy towards me, maybe even send some not so good energy my way. So in an effort to protect my energy, this is the way I'm going about doing this. I am not being super public about this stuff, but you also probably want to hear about what I have to say about these things so that you can avoid these outcomes and have more optimal outcomes, which is truly the theme of the academic articles that I've written for the eyes, for the jawline, for overall rejuvenation in general. How can we optimize what we're doing so that we start from least invasive and really only do the more invasive things only if we absolutely need to And if it's feeling in alignment with our budget, our lifestyles, our values, our goals, and all of that, you never want to be looking at rejuvenation as something that will put you in debt. Because if you become in debt over your rejuvenation and your hair, skin, nail spending, it's going to cause a degree of anxiety and stress, and that will aid you. So if you're thinking about doing any of this stuff, it's good to do it in a way that is in alignment with what you have available and being responsible. It's almost like we are held to this regard that if we don't look a certain way, we're not as valued. And I hear my mature clients telling me this. They feel ignored. They feel made smaller. They feel like they're less important with what they have to say because of the way that they look and because of their age. And I think that this is really unfortunate, but what is fortunate is that I am able to teach you how to be a highly captivating human, how to be a highly radiant and energetic human so that when you are speaking with individuals, you are holding their attention. They're holding on your every word. When you enter a room, people notice they want to be around you. They can sense that something's different about you. And I notice this when I'm in public settings, when I'm at professional events, that I am regarded in a very particular way. And it's in a way that I have actually been able to energetically set up and receive so that I can go into situations with a little bit more grace, ease and confidence And this has taken me a long time to learn and a long time to observe. Observing my most high-vibrating clients since 2011, this is how long I've been doing this rejuvenation work for, has been such a gift because now I can distill it down to you in a very easy, efficient way. So that wherever you're at with your personal and professional development, Whether you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, there's always going to be something that we can enhance about our body, mind, spirit, and energy. There's always something that we can tweak with our air, water, lighting, electromagnetic detoxification, and planning rituals. There's always something to learn. There's always something to optimize. There's always something to keep us on our toes, to keep us Energetically radiant and vibrant. And it's not just about using the latest beauty cream. It's not just about purchasing the celebrity makeup or product that is going to go on your counter and you're going to think, I have that on my counter now. I am officially cool and pretty. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. If you want to enter a room and hold the attention, make a statement, then there's something for you to learn. Also, if we got some intuitive empaths in the house, hello, (laughs) probably most of you. There's also something to be said for kind of skirting around and making sure you're not having interactions with people you don't want to interact with. So this is one of the reasons why I don't do celebrity plastic surgery review videos on YouTube, because that energy is not what I want to attract, because I find that there's just like... I'm sure some of you have even found me from some of my past content and I know that there are there there is some usefulness to know like what you've learned in the show here about being able to avoid things so that you know you don't look like you got stung in the face by a couple bees when say you have an important event coming up but this is all a journey and this is a very private journey. And I'm here to help you learn about this discreetly on the podcast here and through discreet online one on one sessions. So, this was sort of a fun episode for me to record to just kind of shed light on some of the things I'm seeing in the celebrity space. Just really seeing people go way over the top, have things go wrong. When you take a look at some celebrities and you can just tell they're looking after themselves. So let's let's just think about maybe someone for a second who I think is doing really well. Giselle Bündchen. I'd say she's doing pretty darn good. And her partner is a pro athlete. Well, my partner is a pro athlete too. So they probably live a pretty clean life in order to be able to be a supermodel, in order to be a world-class NFL athlete and have a family. And when I look at someone like Giselle, I see her having fun on social media with her kids and her family, and she's eating good foods, and she's outside in nature a lot. And sure, sure her and her family are gonna be living the high life with all these A-list celebrity events, and they probably enjoy it to a degree. It probably excites them and, and is something for them to look forward to, to get dressed up and groomed and get ready for the red carpet. I love going on stage. And being able to just spend that extra little bit of time to make myself look and feel extra fabulous. And so that I also can feel comfortable in any situation and also look my best and feel my best when I'm on camera, when I'm being interviewed, when I'm presenting on stage, and when I'm showing up here on the show just for you in the audio only setting. But when I think of someone like Giselle Bundchen, I wouldn't be surprised if she, I'm sure she's had a rhinoplasty and a couple things here and there, does good skincare, probably gets some non-surgical injectables as well, but she's not going over the top with it. I'm sure she does some laser skin rejuvenation also, but she's not going over the top with it. She's maintaining a pretty low BMI. And I find with my clients who are fasters and have a bit of a lower BMI, they do tend to age better and have less inflammation. But as we age, as we go through menopause, it can become much easier for a little extra weight to be put on. I'll be the first to tell you, doing this detox cleanse, like the Purium cleanse that you can find on my e-store, and staying in a more alkaline state with the Organifi products that you can also find on my favorites page at rachelvarga.ca. Those are like, the Organifi products are essentially, instead of going to a juice bar and spending 8 to $10 for a fresh, ready to order made juice, you can literally use a scoop of this stuff and be getting access to glyphosate free, organic adaptogens, and superfoods to keep you in an alkaline state. I'll add it to my coffee. I'll have the, that one's the Harmony. I love the cocoa in my coffee, the Harmony blend. And then I also really like the original green juice. It's like a morning matcha and they have pumpkin spice latte version. It's like they make it fun to get your superfoods in at a fraction of what a organic, fresh juice would cost as well and it's super convenient just keep it in your cupboard have it when you need it gives you a bit of hit of hit of energy when you need it as well so instead of maybe going for like an afternoon coffee maybe go for an afternoon superfood like with Organifi so there are definitely some things that I do behind the scenes in order to maintain this degree of energy in order to maintain this degree of intention collection staying grounded centered balance and aligned I'm sure you can sense that I have a lot of things going on behind the scenes, at least different, you know, different things pulling me here and there, but I try to not get distracted. And I try to really be as grounded, centered, balanced in the line as I possibly can. And obviously I'm always learning <laughs> as well and focusing on the uh, different strategies to help myself be my best version and distill that bag and report back to you. So I hope that you found this episode helpful talking a little bit about the celebrity plastic surgery stuff, some of the issues, some of the things that I'm trying to do to promote awareness in the industry so that practitioners aren't doing these types of procedures that high that have high rates of side effects and adverse events. And also encourage you to become a more conscious consumer so that you're not going to be as susceptible and manipulatable to purchase this product or get that thing or this thing that is brand new and hasn't been on the market long enough because it's just like clockwork. There's always something brand new coming out and you're going to see issues with it down the line. So that's why when we make good decisions today, we listen to our heart with what is good for us and what is feeling right for us in the moment, then I don't think that you can go wrong. Sure, we're going to make mistakes and learn along the line and experience difficulties and hardships in our life, but if we are moving through those and and overcoming and moving through traumas and integrating them into ourselves they can really add to who we are or character, but being able to have resilience so that when we see on social media, these ideal Photoshopped images with face tape and makeup and contouring and all the expensive rejuvenation, hundreds of thousands of dollars, bodies and faces, just know that you are perfect. You are loved. You were created. Now, who are you going to be today? I encourage you to step into an energy of being as grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned as you can and purify your body, mind, spirit, and energy so that you can become your most high vibe, beautiful, and radiant version of yourself and have better interactions with people, places, and things. Stay high vibe, stay radiant, and I'll see you again right here on the Rachel Barga podcast.